1: And welcome to Neon Twilight on Nightlight Radio Network, um, along with your host uh, Solaris Blue Raven. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting evening, and I I can't wait to get started because we're going to be going into some of some interesting material that that we have uh, pulled out of Manly P. Hall's book, The Secret Teachings of All Ages, and. Uh, going to be interesting because it does open some stuff to questions and and in some cases it gives answers but not really sure whose answers they are so let's get started and welcome to your show Solaris good to have you tonight well thank you Barbara it's a pleasure to have you here too and well, good evening everyone yeah it's it's been the um yeah we take turns picking you know, the sections that we're going to kind of look into and and put forth for people uh, on the last Sunday of the month. And I know we're off by a little bit, but this is technically the last Sunday of the month. Um, Mm -hmm. And it never ceases to amaze me. Now, Manly P. Hall wrote the book about 100 years ago, give or take. And the material... I mean, he his source material was even older than that, like the Bible and Josephus and all of those guys. But Mm -hmm. he brings up information that I don't think we've really delved into before. You know, we we've we've all heard about you know the Ark of the Covenant and you know they carried it through the you know, the, in their battle towards, you know, going to the Holy Land and everything, to, to the the land that God had promised them. But we haven't really gone into the Ark of the Covenant and wherein it dwelled in all those mm-hmm. hundreds of years. And, you know, this this was interesting. Did you find yourself a little bit surprised here and there? I did, yeah. This is very kind of
2: foreign to me. It's a different territory. I haven't really researched a whole lot. So it's very interesting to read through it and get their interpolation of, of information. So, yeah.
1: Well, I think the, the one thing that, that hit me right off the bat was that, I, again, it's it's hit me in a number of different places with other people that I've interviewed In that, in that the Old Testament is such a reflection of Egyptian history and Egyptian mythology that you do mm-hmm. begin to wonder, who really wrote you know the first the first five books of the bible and and you know was it really Moses or was it somebody else that just you know they they had this wonderful spiritual material and they wanted to put a good author to it so to it so people would pay attention and read it um mm-hmm. i mean that's that's why I love the old testament you you don't know really who wrote any of it, certainly the people whose names are on the books did not write it. Because if that mm-hmm. was the case, they didn't have time. You know, most of these people were illiterate, and and on top of that, they had to survive within their reality, so they did not have time to write anything.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it, it, with yeah, the exception,
1: with the, you know, with the exception of Paul, and he dictated a lot of his stuff. So, so you know, we're 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 looking at material that has been designated by the Vatican as as what do they call it? Inspired writing. And mm-hmm. so, basically, we are we are asked to take the information and not worry about who actually penned the words. But, but right. that's exactly. you know, it, it's important for me to so, know who wrote it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, well it seems like it's almost like channeled at this point. So you're right, it seems like a, a different thread of people writing books or even channeling some of the materials. But I still say, yeah, it could be connected to a lot of mystery school teachings as well. But uh, yeah, it's interesting how this has been the dictation for many, many moons, you know, insofar as people and their belief system. And of course now, people go to the church now, they're kind of changing their storyboard a little bit and, and getting more oh my expanded. Gosh. And I mean, <laughs> this is really, really ridiculous. And you think about all the people that had been committed to this, this other formula, right? That has no value. Yeah. Really. It probably doesn't even have any accuracy. And that to me is such an insult and such a disrespect to so many people here who have had faith in something, and yet were misled by information that was not correct.
1: Well, I I think what we're getting is even religions and the source of their material has to be woke, and and so you're taking spiritual channeled material and and a, and and kind of like with the Uranthea book, a lot of this mm-hmm. "quote unquote" inspired writing um, was channeled. It was mm-hmm. channeled to to spiritually oriented sages and mystics and and masters of of time, so to speak. I mean, you can't deny how, the beauty of it. But but then when you get down to um, <clears throat> Some of the the aspects of it, like the tabernacle in the wilderness, when 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 I have heard Bible stories, when I've read stuff about the people's journey through the desert and you know the the forty years you know that they traveled and everything, I I knew that they had the ark of the covenant with them, and I know it had to go someplace. And mm-hmm. apparently apparently they they, they are saying that they would travel for a period of time, and then they would stop for a period of time. But when they Mm -hmm. stopped, they set up the tabernacle in which the Ark of the Covenant was placed. And I was not aware as to how specific the Bible had been as to the size, the shape, the direction of the tabernacle, and... When we got into looking through this article this part of manley p hall 's book, it was excessive what they put up i mean they didn 't do it every night they po- they couldn 't possibly have done it every night, but it has it had certain measurements that had to be exact um, the uh, short edge of the of the tabernacle had to be east west and the long ends of the tabernacle had to be um, North, north, south, north, south. Um, mm-hmm. and and then right. the pillars and the curtains and the elaborate, um, you know, separation of the tabernacle blew me away. And mm-hmm. even even above and beyond its measurements, um, they said, at least, mainly Paul says that. It was in the center of the, the, the tribes of Israel camped around the tabernacle. It was at its very core and very center. And mm-hmm. the symbology that went into it um, was amazing because I, I can't remember the number of curtains that they had to have to sec- section off the different parts of it, but, but these, these were curtains that were elaborate. It wasn't just canvas. It was Right. curtains that w- were woven of certain fabrics, and um, that, that in, in part of it, they had um, a, a candlestick and a razor to burn stuff, and a table that had a certain number of loaves of bread on it, and everything is symbolic,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: never thought about it that way. No, I, I haven't just thought either. They- you know, I thought they pitched a tent and stuck the Ark of the Covenant in it, but, but <laughs> the Ark, well, the, the Ark rested in a, in a part of this tabernacle that was called the Holy of Holies, and nobody could right. go into it. And in the Bible, one of, I think, Aaron's sons went into the Holy of Holies and was struck dead. Um, because he wasn't worthy to be in there, um, and I know, and I know that it, I, th- I believe it was one of Aaron's sons that you know he he snuck a girl in. I think is, is what he did, and mm. and he was struck dead. I, I don't know what happened to the girl, but but because they weren't worthy, and so mm. there was something going on here i don't you know it was i mean there wasn't a guard on the door they all knew that they were not allowed in there and when he went in Mm -hmm. he was he was struck dead the other thing that i found fascinating in all this material was the elaborate clothing that that the high priest that, that was the one that went into the holy of holies that he wore Mm-hmm. But when he went, but when he went into the holy of holies, he went in naked, and
0: um, especially,
1: especially because you had to go in naked um, into the presence of God without any adornment or anything like that, and they, they were saying that that um, especially when, um, when when it, when Solomon's temple was built and it was put to rest there for. The last time it was put to rest, theoretically. But the, the high priest goes in naked, and they tie a rope around his foot. In case he is not worthy and struck dead, they can pull him out because they can't so go in and get him. <laughs> <laughs> i sorry. Isn't mean, that so weird to you?
2: It's it It's like a ritual, like a pagan ritual to some degree. It's but very you have to ask yourself, what kind of device are we dealing with? Is it, is it technolo- technology that's based on some kind of uh, electricity where it's just uh, striking them dead? Is it just like the frequency so high and intense that it just takes them down?
1: Well, you know, they took the, the Ark of the Covenant and they went around Jericho seven times and blowing horns and all of, all sorts of stuff. And at, after the seventh time, the walls came tumbling down. So mm-hmm. they there has to be some form of energy in the Ark yep. of the Covenant. Now like a resonator. I would think. Now, here's, here's the weird stuff. They, the only person that, that corresponds to God is the high priest. And among his, um, his uh, it, it, the Ark of the Covenant has two seraphim um, on its cover, on its lid. And between the two of them is the the place where God is supposed to manifest. Now now the head priest, the high the high mucky muck here, his his um, I don't want to call it a uniform, but, but his accoutrements, um, are very, very elaborate. And mm-hmm. he has a he has among other things a breastplate that has twelve stones in it that that will lighten light up and glow and he has two onyxes on his shoulders and if God says yes one will one will glow and if he says no another one will glow. Again the element of energetic. Um Correct. the the the, uh, the the stones on the breastplate are supposed to glow as well. And if you stop and think about it, all of the different colours on the breastplate Almost look like um, batteries, buttons you mm-hmm. can push. Yep. Technology, um, yeah. And, and so, so I mean, in the Ark of the Covenant, there are supposedly in the Ark of the Covenant are um, what's left of the tablets with the twelve with the Ten Commandments on them, um, Aaron's staff and a cup of manna. Mm-hmm. Now that wouldn't that would not suggest in any way, shape or form that, that there was some form of communication with other worldly beings. And yet
0: mm-hmm.
1: it does feel as though the breastplate um that that the head priest wears and and but he but if he has to go into the holy of holies naked he's not wearing that so so then you have to then you wonder is he talking directly to god or is it when he's outside the holy of holies and but he can't see the he can't see the ark of the covenant then because it's covered with curtains so i'm i'm a little confused mm-hmm. by what the bible says and what josephus says um there, it does appear that there is a form of energy that that um, does emanate from the Ark of the Covenant. They never took mm-hmm. those poles out. They stayed in that in the box um, to carry it um, until it was put to rest in the Holy of Holies that Solomon built for it. But the cool thing is, which I felt interesting, that 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 I had. Um, and of course I highlighted and I don't I don't remember exactly where I highlighted it, but it has something to do about the fact that the um two hundred years after um the um that's the building of the tabernacle. Two hundred years after maybe it was after Solomon's temple, all I know is that that at some point in time the um the stones in the breastplate stopped glowing stopped radiating because the Jews had broken the covenant with um with God so he was no longer corresponding to them mm-hmm. which <laughs> you know i i think i think that was josephus that said that but mm-hmm. but it does it and and they talk so much about the symbology of the 12 stones of the 12 tribes of the 12 planets they go into mm-hmm. it, to my mind, you know mm-hmm. you can find symbology in in the way a beer can leaves a circle on a table, right and exactly it it really feels as though they are stretching for so much of the symbology that that they've taken away the magic and the mystery i
0: mm-hmm.
1: I do believe that during that time there were. There were um, ascended masters that were here on this planet that were trying to teach and help humanity evolve and evolve um, they They go into so much drawing reference to all sorts of different things in one place um, that Moses theoretically divided one room into three different chambers into three different rooms and That it corresponded to the first three degrees of Freemasonry, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of it's kind of like give me a break. It could represent body, mind, and spirit. It could represent so many different things. Mm
2: -hmm. So yeah, once again, it's interpretation. Yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 then again, you've got that the the theory that that Moses was actually Akhenaten, and that would explain Mm -hmm. why so much of the material that is reflected in the Bible um, comes from Egyptian mythology.
2: Right. Yeah, that's very true, even right down to the Christ. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, and I agree with you on that one. I think it's just based on the perception of the observer, whoever's decoding the material at the time, when you think about it. But it, it does seem like a metaphor for various things. Um, You know, when I look at this whole scene, the one thing I do like was um, when I was reading about the solar system was always regarded as a great temple of initiation, which candidates entered through the gates of birth after threading the torturous passageways of earthly existence. They finally approached the veil of the great mystery, death through whose gate they vanished back into the invisible world. That just stands out for me, energetically speaking. I think that's what it boils down to, quite honestly. And the representation of the solar system as well. Miniature representations of the universe, yeah.
1: Well, and when you stop to think about it, the Magi were astrologers. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got astrology yep. throughout all of this material, and yeah, mystical um, scientists basically. Yeah. So it's it's sort of like you know I I don't want to diminish it I don't want to take away from it but I do feel that it should be more simplistic so you can grasp it and hold it and and apply it to your life not not mm-hmm. not the. Number of threads that are woven into a curtain. I mean, that that's that's basically saying that. I mean, the it's the theory. amount of time it takes. Well, it, it, yeah. I mean, the amount of time it takes to do the weaving of all those curtains is generations.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it, it, I, I'm more interested in knowing I, what the device is about. Quite honestly, I don't care about what, well, what I, the other stuff is. <laughs>
1: this is me i think somebody yeah. somebody did um at one time take take some of the material that, that in explaining it and create created something especially because of the gold plating which of course gold is is one of the best uh, transmitter transmitters mm-hmm. of of yeah. electricity and mm-hmm. and they came up with the fact that, that the ark of the covenant along with the um the things that the high priest was wearing, did constitute some f- form of transformer. And, and if he's getting, you know, a, a yes and no because of stones glowing on his shoulders or pushing different gemstones or putting them on his breastplate in a different order, mm-hmm. um, it seems to me that there, is, there are electronics going on here. And you know, I don't want to say it's alien. Let's just say it's otherworldly. Mhm. Right.
2: Uh, well, what's interesting is, and, the breastplate's one thing, but when you think about it, wouldn't you rather have an interface like it with a with a helmet of some kind? It Doesn't make sense to sit there and push buttons on your breast cavity with all these whatever devices or whatever it is. But my thing is, like, I, I would think that the communication would be telepathic, and it would be connected to some kind of a headset or some kind of a, I don't know, a helmet. That's just me, though.
1: Well. And I think too what what gets to me is that the instructions that they got through communicating with God, um, to me, did not seem God like. Agreed. Especially when especially when he was asking, for, you know, saying what he wanted them to to um, honor him with, you know, and it was it was skins and and it was um fabrics and it was gold and it was silver and it was i mean it, all of these things had a worthly you know they they had a value worthly wise mm-hmm. right but this is god and god doesn't exactly. have to does be yeah <laughs> yes and yeah. and the other thing was that that i forget where where it was written but that God didn't even want them to sacrifice animals to him. God Mm -hmm. wanted them to sacrifice a part of themselves. In other words, I I don't know, I'm going to give up Diet Coke or I'm going to give up beer. or I'm going to, you know, I will, I will sacrifice something in my life to show Mm -hmm. my, my reverence and my, and, and my love for God. That makes more sense.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. But, but I'm, but I'm. But it was like—I don't know if I can find it—but it was, it was, it was to me so ridiculous how how you know God is telling them what what they can you know what what they can bring to Him that's what it's almost like you know you give it to the priest and the priest is going to send it to me how do you know? You know yeah, it priest, sounds like hey, I got this first a little bit, doesn't it? The middleman.
2: I, honestly, oh my god! Know, it doesn't sound like a creator in any formula. It doesn't sound like any god. So whatever impostor entity it was, in my opinion, I think that's what it was. what yeah. Whatever they were in communication with wasn't wasn't any god, in my opinion.
1: Well, no, that's that's what I, I that's where I was going. It was just mm-hmm. um, it was it was sort of like I don't understand this, the, you know. But but then the God of the Old Testament is not the God of the New Testament. I, I guess. You know, he retired, or and a new God was appointed. I'm not sure how that. Well, yeah, it's too weird. Okay. I mean, the God of the Old Testament was a jealous God. You know, he he gave them their rules, and and he um, he punished them, and you know he he was ready to wipe out everybody, and um, and he was convinced to save people, and it's to me it, it it's. It's not the God that Jesus talks about for sure, So, it sounds you, like he's
2: schizophrenic. yeah there's definitely <laughs> something wrong. This is why I was never drawn to that sort of thing with, with that kind of indoctrination and religious formula, because it, don't, it never made sense to me. It, it still doesn't make
1: sense. Okay, so the here's of the Lord. so-called God. Go ahead. Now, now you, you tell me that this is a kind, loving, compassionate God. Then the Lord, this is from Exodus. Um, Then the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak speak to the children of Israel that that they receive an offering for me of every man whose heart giveth it freely. Ye shall take the offering for me. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue silk and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and and ram skins, colored red, and the skins of badgers and the wood shittim, um, oil for the light, spices for an, for anointing oil, and for the perfume of sweet flavor, onyx stones, and stories to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. Also, they shall make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them, according to all that I show thee even so shall ye make the form of the tabernacle and the fashion of all the instruments thereof. Now, he wants all this stuff. He mm-hmm. wants a place to live, and he never lives there.
2: It? <laughs> it's no God. I don't know what it is, but they've been had. <laughs> it's mighty cents.
1: I mean, it's just... Um, and, and Very yet, interesting. And yet... And, uh, and, and you know, most of this stuff comes from a foundation of Egyptian theology and history.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, it is interwoven into the foundation of Christianity. Right. Yeah. Well, what if it's just a ritual?
2: What if it's just a representation of a ritual? That's what it sounds like, you know, where you're setting the atmosphere condition for a specific ceremony with intent to create some kind of environmental condition to influence the people attending. But maybe it was just something as simple as that that was misrepresented.
1: Well, I am I'm, I'm I think that at one point um I forget maybe it was Josephus. I'm not sure who said it, but they said that um God never wanted them to sacrifice animals or humans as for that matter, but people misunderstood. Mhm. And and century after century after century there have been sacrifices and and in Revelations it talks about not only um a, a a temple being um being erected at the um dome of the rock, but also that there be sacrifices there and I think they've got chickens and goats lined up and I don't think that's the kind of sacrifice that God likes or wants. Mhm. Exactly.
2: Yeah, none of it makes sense to me. Like I said, I, you know, I consider source creator source uh, not demanding anything really. Um, this it, is more extensions of creation. So the whole theme, uh, the whole theme seems off to me on so many different levels. But yeah, anything that requests that kind of a an, uh, sacrifice and blood sacrifice to me is no god. Sorry, no, and, only... and you know, the the,
1: the uh, now now if you want to get into the inspired words and the inspired works, um, I'm all for it. Uh, mm-hmm. What Jesus preached, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Christianity isn't that anymore either. So, no. You, you know, I, I think that. And and don't get me wrong. I'm 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 a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. But when mm-hmm. you look at, if if you look at all of this stuff from an educated point of view, you can see the symbology in it to a point. Um, if, if you look at you know, them carrying the Ark before them in, in their travels, it, it's very similar to what Akhenaten did when he was at war with a certain, and this is, this is hundreds of years earlier, um, where, he was at, where he had the Ark that, that he carried with him in war that had the ashes of, I, I believe, his father in it. And it was called mm-hmm. an Ark, so, I'm wondering if those people who put together the Bible were grabbing material from all over the place to to create a foundation, and that the, their story, that they're weaving in in the first five chapters for sure, are are they they hold symbolic symbology for the foundation of a faith, or or, or a group,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and 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 I. I don't, I don't know if in the first, in Genesis, I just don't know if they are trying to explain the Israel's plight, because the, the New Testament is definitely a testament that has been written for the foundation of Christianity from Paul, but but the Old Testament is, I think, trying to give us an idea as to. The plight of the Israelites and how you know how they suffered and and you know made their way to uh create and found uh you know the Jewish religion I don't know, but mm-hmm. the more I read about this um the more I began to think um, you know where does religion come from exactly. and, and yeah. do we do we need to have um Everybody has a connection with God. Everybody has a part of God within them. Mm-hmm. But do we need to go someplace and have somebody tell me what that God wants of us, or or no. do we have the right to? Con- well, I know. <laughs> you know, to, <laughs> you listen and you talk to, to to God yourself. You have a conversation with yourself. You talk. You know, you 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 get inspiration from a spiritual energy that is out there. But it's not a person with a long beard. And mm-hmm. exactly. It's cosmic consciousness. And mm-hmm. it speaks of truth, of justice, of freedom, of love, of compassion, of you know, but, but it doesn't speak of worship.
2: Exactly. That's and, ego.
1: Worship is yeah. ego. And right. that's
2: something that needs to be disintegrated if you ask me. And once again I think well, it's a metaphor, I really do. On a lot of different levels.
1: Well, it just seems to me that that while this material is interesting, and, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that 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 uh, people of the Jewish faith, you know, um, eat this stuff up because, of course, it's the first five books of the Bible: Genesis, mm-hmm. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, whatever. But 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 it just doesn't it doesn't fit. To, to, in today's society. And when you, when yeah. you look around and, and, and you see what's going on in this world and the churches have been shut down and they are virtual now and that um, a lot of them are still virtual. And and I think they, they spoke of how um, very wise mystics had had words that they gave to others that came up along the way that would help people to understand the meaning behind the symbology in all of this, and i think I think the fact that that those unspo- those words that should not be spo written down um and are only spoken by those who are h- highly initiated somewhere along the line it got the link got broken
2: mhm-hmm I agree
1: it's because. You know, there may be words that have a resonance, that have a vibration that would open us to a greater understanding of yeah. creation and everything in it.
2: Right, universal sounding. But, well, that,
1: that leads us to the halls of Amente again when it comes down to it.
2: I think that's more accurate than, than this information here. Well, yeah. So it comes and down to timelessness. And, yeah, it's more appropriate for every timeline. For the illusion of space-time, it's appropriate. This is not. This is very limited. It's almost written out of the ego.
1: Oh God. yeah. And, and at one point, they were talking about how some of the let's see, how some of the mystical information came from the survivors of Atlantis, which pulls you into um, um, Hermes and, and, and um, the emerald tablets of um, Toth, because mm-hmm. he was a, they were survivors of Atlantis that came to Egypt. That created a dynasty there, and the halls of Amenti and all of that's there, and yet they don't mm-hmm. go into that. But but they do say that their culture, you know, was founded by survivors of Atlantis. That that's in this mm-hmm. material that that mm-hmm. uh, you know that that the Egyptians really were were cultivated by by the survivors of Atlantis, which would be Toth which brings in the Emerald Tablets and the Halls of Amenti. And in none of that material does it call for the the ceremony and tradition of all of this
2: stuff. Exactly. I agree. It's like they misrepresented what they had, little bits of information that they did have. They misrepresented completely. They missed the mark. And it has a lot to do with the initiates, too, sacred mystery school teachings, ancient mystery school teachings, also associated with the Atlantean timeline, but also ancient Egypt. Yeah, you know, I, I think there was a huge gap there. There was something going on, a disconnect for sure.
1: Misinterpretation mis- well, mis- of we,
2: information, yeah.
1: We go through, I mean, and we're talking thousands of years here. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, as a culture, as a race, we do have have our... High points and our low points. You know, if they go into the root races, they've got gold, silver, tin, and then um, what's the what's the bottom one? It's it's air. They call it Aryan. It's it's you know totally human, like like caveman ish, and we we cycle through that time after time after time, so that so that we lose all of the magic, literally magic. That we had at one point in time, we devolved, and and actually we're at the the very bottom of another one of those root races now, and in another sixteen hundred years we'll cross over into a time of a golden age again. But but um, it seems to me that 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 something has been lost in in all of this, and when when I read this. And I have a little background in, in the Bible and stuff like that. Um, it, it just doesn't feel right.
2: No, and, it doesn't resonate you know, at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, I seriously, when we, when, when, I think it was me that picked this. When I picked it, I it thought was. we were going to go. <laughs> It's, oh damn. Um, when I picked it I thought, Okay, so the tabernacle and what housed it and maybe it's gonna go into Solomon's temple which is which is the last place the Ark of the Covenant was and it doesn't do any of that. Um Mm-mm. and and I was you know, I first of all I was disappointed and then I then I started to sit back and say, Well wait a minute, even their symbology doesn't make sense. I mean, to suddenly take the dividing of the tab- one of the rooms in the tabernacle into three different rooms that represent the first three um, three stages in Freemasonry. Freemasonry wasn't there then. Give me a break. Exactly. I mean, even if it was
2: Mystery School teachings, uh, which the Freemasons have copied, to some degree it still doesn't have any value. Yeah, you know, It doesn't connect wrong. Well.
1: well, their Arch of well, Enoch goes, goes to old, you know, the, the, Arch- okay. the Arch of Enoch, uh, which is one of the, the levels of, of, of one of the higher um, stages in in, in Freemasonry. I, I don't remember if it's the York or the other one, but but they go back into the founding of the Temple of Solomon, and and so I, I guess you can say that because they pull some of their material from the building of the Temple of Solomon, they kind of. Kind of rub up against you know their their different um, their different levels in freemasonry but um this this material to me uh i mean there there's symbology in the Bible and then there's symbology and and you know you go into the uh, the the number twelve and they 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 list all of the different things that had twelve from from um from you know the apostles and and the prophets and the patriarchs and i i mean it, it just feels like they're grabbing it's at straws trying mm-hmm. to make something more mystical and all they do is is complicate it and you you kind of really want to go back and 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 see just what was going on no, I mean exactly. It, it's it, they've 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 written a story, and they've based mm-hmm. a religion on it, and. Um, I
2: agree. That's know, what's if, the dangerous about want. it. So many lives have been sacrificed. I mean, people have been living for centuries under under a delusional program. If you ask me, when it comes down to uh-huh. the information being inaccurate, it's such a it's such a disservice on so many levels. Mythology.
1: Well, you do begin, you do. Well, there's so, so much, um, there's so much subterfuge going on here that, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, you, you've got, I mean, at this point you've got religions that are corporate entities instead of spiritual practices and, and enlightened wisdoms and, you know, it's, you can't take spirituality and make it a religion. It's a way of life and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know you want to you want to talk to people who are wise and and have have learned much from master teachers and stuff like that but but you know how do you find a master teacher you can't google master teachers in my area you know you have mm-hmm. to i mean how do you how do you identify one who is a master
2: well, I think part of it is we all are when we start doing our work, but, yeah. uh uh-huh. You dial into the multiverse and just, uh, that's what I do. I mean, just connect to source and all the data appears in one form or another. But, yeah, it's it's just interesting how we've been dealing with this for many, many moons. I mean, the misrepresentation of the material and information is based on their perception of their own knowledge and their own maybe even fears, you know, and it gets uh, rewritten over and over again, so many things. And you never can get it... Uh, Right. I mean, not I'm speaking of us, but it just seems like they never get it right when <laughs> they're doing interpretation.
1: I don't care what well, it is. It just what, seems like it's always off. Well, I think that's what, what, what bothers me the most. There, there are so many people that are so genuine, that are trying so hard, and um, they they just they don't understand that that what's been written in a lot of these texts has no application to their lives today.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's really you, about
1: the heart center, too. You know, what's in your heart, what's uh-huh. in your
2: state of consciousness. Yeah,
1: that's the key right there, if you ask me. Well, and, and compassion and understanding. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, there's so many different aspects of, of the human condition that we, we work at lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And that's not what they talk about here they give you a set of rules and if you don't fo- if you don't follow them then you don't get to heaven and mm-hmm. um, i mean i i have you know a family that 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 um you know takes all of this absolutely literally and they think that i'm not going to to be in heaven when they get there because um i am not following the same the same trail that they are, mm-hmm. and well, and it, it, you know, it's sort of like, come on, the the, the spirit is eternal, and mm-hmm. and I love that one thing about Socrates. I mean, you know, he really believed that that death was the final initiation into a better life, and it is.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's given to you according to your beliefs, as they always say. And a lot of people who have been completely programmed by the belief system of religion, organized religion, or any other, yeah, it, to what the degree they've. Um, you know, to what degree they've manifested the reality will be their outcome in a sense. They'll see whatever they want to see. But in my opinion, I don't think it's going to necessarily be real. So that's something to look at as well. I think the scholars and, the, and the, those who have achieved higher consciousness understand that it's a vast multiverse out there with all kinds of uh, data codes of information and experiences. And it's not just about sitting there on a cloud in heaven talking to people at a bar in spirit. I, I think it's way beyond all the spectrum of what people think it is.
1: Oh, Absolutely.
2: Absolutely, but, you and, know. And you I, know I have that's... a pagan background too. You know, and I—I I mean, you know, the witchy punists and all this and that. And people are like, oh, you know, but I mean, they, they want to <laughs> persecute and they want to say, but they don't understand. And you know what? I don't judge anybody. I just—I know where I'm at. I know I'm good with consciousness and where I'm heading in, in my own uh, formula. And I, I wish everybody else would too as uh, they walk this world.
1: Well, I, I think what the human condition, at least when i'm seeing it today wants to 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 be a group energy they want to be in the group they want to follow along with others that are going the right direction mm-hmm. and they don't stop to question and and if you question sometimes you're going to want to leave the group and sometimes mm-hmm. not but but it's sort of like there's so much. I think we're at a time. We're at a time when there's so much information. It's confusing everybody.
2: Well, especially and, if it's all cut, you know, cookie cutter stuff too and watered down. Yeah.
1: And and so you know what we're seeing today is is you know, I I didn't really buy the fact that that you know they were going to try to do this universal um, religion and universal language and universal. Everything, this one world, everything. I didn't believe they were—they stood a chance. And yet, you, you look mm-hmm. around today, and, and you think, "Well, they do stand a chance." You know, if everybody falls in line, mm-hmm. if everybody is controlled by mass media or whatever, mm-hmm. it could happen. Yeah, they're getting derailed. Yeah, it can
2: because they're—they're they're being encapsulated into this what I call the false matrix to some degree. They're not thinking outside the box. They're certainly not connecting to their higher selves. Over-sold, oversoul superconscious. You know, the independent thought, uh, spiritual consciousness is very, very powerful. And I see, yeah, I everybody's just kind of cookie cutter, falling into that whole little lemming thing. It's unfortunate, but uh-huh. it's happened before. It's happening again. But at the same time, there are always breakaway societies. And then, of course, the mystery schools of old are coming forward again, but they're going black again in the sense of, okay, well, people don't respect what we have to say, so I guess we'll go dark again. And I think that is going to happen at some point. I think that... The, the data, we bring a lot of material and, and sacredness to our uh, state of consciousness out here with information, and eventually it'll probably, um, you know, books like that eventually get burned again. <laughs> so you have to look at it on oh, that level, too. I, I see it all kind of just repeating itself over and over again, but like we've talked about before, how many cycles do we have to go through? This is stupid. So it, and at some point we have to just break warm with the scene. That's me anyway. That's the way I am. Well, I, mean, I don't I want to keep going totally. on the carousel ride, you know? <laughs>
1: It's too much. <laughs> well, it, it, you get seasick. Um, mm-hmm. There's 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 um, there's that element here of uh, th- that I'm seeing that, that you know people just get so swept away. It's almost like it's it's um, you know they've they've talked about herd mentality. And, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm seeing, and and right. it's it's like you know, and and sometimes things are not good for people, but they they stay with the herd anyhow. They don't pay attention to, it. you know, that doesn't work for me, um, mm-hmm. and and people and when, and people who want to be, don't want to be different, but don't want to go along with the herd, are are then you know, um, it it's sort of like you know the blue-eyed brown-eyed study they did a long time ago in the schools they had the kids you know shun one color eye and and worship almost the other colored eye and and it was amazing how brutal those that had the power were to those that didn't have it mm-hmm. and it's scary and and mm-hmm. and when you take when you take away um you know when when you take away School. When you take away religion, what do you have left? And and I mean, there are many parents out there that are fabulous teachers and are doing a great job with their children. And then there are those that don't. And um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with society today, you kind of just bit back off and say, "Oh my goodness, what's going on?" And and when you look at, at all this material that that you know Manly P. Hall put out there, and some of it is fascinating. Some of it, I mean, this material. Mm-hmm i read I've read through it a couple times, and all I could think of was that doesn't work i mean if this right. is what if this is what they were that they've they've said if this is what the general public thought I, I, that's scary it's terribly mm-hmm. scary and, mm-hmm. and the yeah. the okay. the, el- the the element of putting um the symbolism into it you you can you can find symbolism in everything, and it doesn't necessarily mean it was meant to be there
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and and so you know when you when you get through the records that are out there, like when the Romans you know sacked solomon's temple and took you know all of the treasures that they took among among we spoke earlier among among one of the things they took was this huge um candlestick candle mm-hmm. Ar- arbor and i have always thought that 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 had to be a menorah you know symbolizing you know the the oil and the lamp that lasted so long and stuff like that but it wasn't mm-hmm. it was just a candlestick a, a big gold candlestick and um
0: right
1: so that that blew me away that was one of my holy mackerel i didn't realize that you know things but but you know it's it's sort of like this whole thing is is making me question you know the 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 Exodus in and of itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you when you look at the 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 amount of space they were lost in for 40 years i mean come on if you're just following the north star you got to get across that territory um you can't be lost right. for forty years. You just can't. Be. And the thing is, yeah, that's generations. You know, forty years.
2: You know, think about it. What can happen in forty years, right?
1: Well, I think I think what what um, what the Bible says is that that he decided that they would wander for forty years, so the generation that was afraid to take action would have passed away, so he'd have a new generation of of people that were more soldier-like that would be able to get out there and conquer the promised land. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. When you think about that, though, once again, it could have been a metaphor, theoretically speaking, for um, just being slept for 40 years, not necessarily being in that particular environmental condition, but just being uh, slept, non-productive. Uh-huh. I mean, that's just me looking at a whole different level. <laughs> but But you never know. I mean, like I said, if everything's a metaphor and if it's all written in a different kind of a formula – and you could look at it on that level as well. It seems so dysfunctional to me, to be honest with you. Well,
1: of course it is. But you have your mm-hmm. mystery. You have your 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 wisdom seekers, the teachers of wisdom, and 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 they're here in every generation. And yet, I haven't seen them in this generation. And, you know, maybe I'm not looking in the right places. The upcoming ones? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just, you just Well, there's in in some of the material that I've read lately, they talk about um a gathering of of the masters, the shining ones, whatever you want to call them. I believe they're interdimensional. I do believe that they are um masters of of insight and cosmic wisdom. And it's said that Many generations ago, the center of spirituality on the planet, and I'm talking maybe hundreds of thousands of years, possibly more, um, was in the Gobi Desert. And in 2024, they are scheduled to reassemble in the Gobi Desert to mm-hmm. see if, if, they, if it's time for them to come again or if they're going to let the wheel pass by again.
2: That's interesting. That's supposed to be a huge year, too, for um, major Earth activities. Really? Galactic. Yeah, on a galactic scale. Yeah, there's a lot going to be going on there. So that's interesting that that correlation is there. Who, where, I think that was from one of your guests, wasn't it, that particular bit of information? It was about the Gobi Desert, uh-huh. or no.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think it was um. Lindsay. Uh, his, okay, yeah,
2: so familiar.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's fascinating because the, the teachers of wisdom that that he talks about, I've run across in the uh, O'Brien material and the Shining Ones, um, I've mm-hmm. run across it with um, the material, um, I don't know, it was great, I'm not sure who wrote the book, but it was, it's, the, Mor- the Morai, and no, that's Easter Island. Um, no, there, there was a sacred school in, in I think, Italy, and it, it spoke about how the masters would come and teach the brightest in every tribe and that the, they were tall and slender and um, glowed, and then there were other teachers that were short and itty-bitty and that for for generations they would have these and, and they had they found the um the stone uh houses huts whatever you want to call them where they would do the teaching and then they and then they stopped coming mm-hmm. so you know we haven't had anything where where i uh, i mean we, to my knowledge there are no shining ones that have you know entered into the planet and stuff like that but they—they they, were—the um, the, the shining ones were tall and Nordic-looking, with blond hair and blue eyes, and their countenance did glow. And mm-hmm. in the Bible, when Noah was born, his father um, thought that his wife had cheated on him <laughs> with an angel or whatever, and because Noah's face glowed. And he went to his father. I think Methuselah or Enoch, or I, I can't remember which way it went. But and and he was told that no, it was his son. That you know he just had that countenance. But mm-hmm. so so the shining ones have have cropped up in many different places. So I don't believe that they were space travelers. I do believe they are and were interdimensional travelers.
2: Mm, That's interesting.
1: And that they came through a portal, and their purpose was to trigger consciousness to go to the next step of evolution. It was Mm -hmm. to open the consciousness of humanity and not to to teach them anything, but to accept to... How to open the inner portals to get to that place of information within themselves, mm-hmm. and to me, that's what a mystical teacher does.
2: I was gonna say we're doing that here, <laughs> but, and I don't say that with arrogance. I'm just saying, yeah, we share wisdom and enlightenment. Beings who are enlightened share their share their wisdom, and other people get it. It's like DNA activation, right? Through osmosis or yeah. evolution of spirit, But people get it. It's a chain reaction. And uh, that used to be very popular. I'm not sure, like you were talking about earlier with the generations, if it's really going that way now, but there's definitely that osmosis effect where people start to pick it up, and that comes from inspiration coming from our multidimensional celestial heritage, whatever you want to call it, in my opinion. That's the light language that we represent in a different form. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been bringing it here all along, all of us, uh, not everyone, but beings like us who have the data, a lot of good data, not everything, but, you know.
1: Yeah. It's very interesting. we're, we're obviously here, so there's a reason, you know.
2: It's not. Yeah, well, but we have. But what have you been doing all your life? Most of your life teaching. Uh, you're, you're sharing your information. You're educating people on whether it's schools or whether it's spirituality and consciousness. You're putting them on the path of higher consciousness, and that's that is exactly what the ascended master consciousness does. I mean, it just that's what we do. Or, or travelers, whatever you want to call us. So, I mean, you know, if you look yeah. at us as outside the personality and just look at the soul spirit frequencies, absolutely, yeah. Without ego I say that, you know, it's just about energy and enlightenment.
1: Well yeah, and that's what you do too. That's what you do with mm-hmm. your radio shows. You know, you, you well, put information out there. Yeah. yeah I I, I mean Oh, your books I and, and you your one can. on transportation. Well, yeah, and that's it. And I think I I I I do believe, you know, that that as we as we grow, as we learn, as we Put information out there in whatever way, shape, or form, whether it's writing a book or doing a radio show or whatever. We're opening, um, we're 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 putting philosophies out there that people can touch into, and if they just say, "I wonder if mm-hmm. you you know if you can get to the place where, frankly, I always think if I can if I can get somebody, you know, angry or excited or whatever, to the point where they're going to either Try to prove me wrong, or seek out material that'll prove me right. It, so long as you get them curious enough to start digging, you have absolutely your job here is done. Mm-hmm.
0: You know,
1: and, I agree. And, and it, it's sort of like, okay, so we have we have this information, and you know, you do you do your 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 remote viewing, you do your traveling, you do your whole thing, and. And you put it out there. And people listen to you because they're curious about where have you been, what have you done, and what have you been involved in. And that's an amazing tool. Your journey is the best teaching tool you've got.
0: Mm-hmm. If, you
1: if you arrive someplace, that's, that's no big deal. You have to find another mountain. So, so it's your journey that is the teaching tool. And, and Lord knows I've made enough mistakes to, to teach a lifetime, and and I and maybe that's what my lifetime is too. I, I, I don't know. I just know that I'm constantly searching and looking, and sometimes things don't make sense. Sometimes things don't feel like they fit, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: when when that happens, then it's a back up and you know try another try another you know direction. There have mm-hmm. been times that that I have had people scheduled for the show and once i read their book it was like i can't promote this <laughs> <laughs> you know i wish i had no, I get it beforehand but it's like <laughs> oh my goodness what have i done i can't there's just no way i mean if somebody is on the show you you, you know that i feel that there is a message for them to share mhm but th- there have been lately there have been several books that you know, people catch me with a wonderful title and I think, oh, this is going to be just so juicy, I can't wait to read it. And then I get to reading it and it's, oh, my goodness, what have I done? And uh, I just don't do the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I think
2: that's wise. You know, I'm the same way.
1: I mean, have you ever gotten caught to the point where you it, it's something that you just don't believe in and you can't swallow and you oh, have yeah. to do it anyhow? I, although
2: I try to do that ahead of time where I don't have to get into that situation, but there has there have been a few t- uh, times where I've had to kind of bow out of situations connected to people, interviewing them, yeah. You just have to keep the integrity it's, as best you can. You know, I'm very open-minded, and, and I'm very uh, open-minded to people's experiences. But, yeah, you have to look at it on a very high level, and, yeah, I've done it.
1: Um, it's, it's sort of like, you know, you have a captive audience. Now, they can always turn you off. That's true but mm-hmm. but you know we're we're coming up on we're approaching a half million views so that's great it's a big number um that's a lot of pee but it's hey. that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it is but but you know the show's been on since 2009
2: mhm oh that's and, fabulous yeah and, oh, wow it's been a long time huh that's
1: amazing yeah. And and you know it's almost that. a thousand. It's almost a thousand shows. So, wow, that's what. Um, it's eight hundred and something. I I forget what it is, but it's over eight hundred on Blog Talk. Mm-hmm. But but it's sort of like. You know, people out there are looking for. Uh, I, I think what 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 I what What frustrates me is people out there are looking for somebody that will tell them. How to evolve, or you know, you know. You, well, now your book is wonderful because you give a step by step by step. But they have to work at it, and so oh, many yeah. people just want someone to wave a wand over them and say you are evolved. Even if they were to be plugged into artificial intelligence, they still have to work at it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, calibrating and getting educated. No, I agree. It's well, not I... an
1: easy fix. It's not. No, I, I think you know. There's so many people that that uh, I met somebody once who had just finished a workshop, and she introduced herself as a shaman. And I said, "Really? In 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 what um, in what culture are you a shaman? You know, Peruvian, Mexican, whatever." And she said, "Oh, I'm a shaman." And I said, "Okay, um, what?" what uh you know how long have you studied and and where did you study cuz you know there's some really good schools out there and she mm-hmm. said well i just took a weekend uh a weekend course and i'm now a shaman and i said how do you know and she said well, i have a certificate and and i said you know if you're really wise you will not call yourself a shaman because every shaman i know of would never say they were a shaman it's their work that tells other people that they're a shaman. It's not yeah, a title you that, you, that you Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, right. I often wondered yeah. what, what happened no, to a her. Good story, I, mean, though. I mean, I have a sister who is a shaman, but she would never call herself one. I mean, that way, and, and mm-hmm. she's in the Peruvian tradition, and she's worked at it for 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, it's, it's a way of life. It's a study in, in being spiritual and teaching by your work, you know, by your, what is it, by the fruit of the tree you'll, you'll be known. Oh, it's, 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 well, they it's know. How you, oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I know from my but own it, past, even with my background in healing arts, I mean, before I was even involved and initiated into healing arts or trained, I was a healer. So it's kind of like an uncovering um, for some people, not everybody. But you're known by the work you do and how you work people, and they they see it and they know it and they gravitate towards it. So I think that's with everything. Um, there's that frequency. There's there's some level of evolution in consciousness, whether it's a healer or a teacher or whatever. I've seen that before. Um, yeah, it's a lot of that.
1: And what I have found really fascinating is that that that, that you know, while you're on this journey, every now and then, you doubt and 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 if it's a genuine doubt if it's a really I want to make sure I'm on the right path and I'm doing the right thing if 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 it's a sincere and genuine doubt I would say 100% of the time you get validation within a couple of days mm-hmm. um you know I have i you know there have been there have been times that it's sort of like, okay, I'm a voice on the radio and I'm doing readings on the radio and all of that, and it's you know am I making a difference is is or is this a waste of time, you know, even though I did it when I was doing the readings on the air i you know there were always people there for readings, but I didn't know if what I was doing or saying was making a difference, and you know I didn't want an award or anything, I just wanted confirmation and i i think the couple of times that i really played i doubt it with myself within a day or two i would get a letter from someone and you know you saved my life you you did you know and and it was it was enough that it was just one person you know it was it was like i said before if i've just changed one person's mind i my work here is done um mm-hmm. but i always I always got that validation. It wasn't, it wasn't a newspaper article that gave me gold stars or anything like that. It was just a very subtle saying, you know, a, a single message saying, you know, you, you really helped me through a tough time or, you know, whatever. But it, it gave you hope. And I think that, that people who are on this journey, you know, do have, have times, have moments when, you know, it's like, oh, my God, is this a huge ego trip or am I doing the right thing? and mm-hmm. uh, you'll get validation if if it's a genuine concern if it's if it's you just want to be stroked probably not but but it, if you're having you know one of those moments of crisis and i i don't want to i don't want to hurt anybody i want to help people and you know i just i just need to be reminded that somebody hears me <laughs> but, oh, but they do I think oh yeah no yes no i know that but but it's it's like you know it's like for instance I think this this show that I do with you is very beneficial to people because we're putting out information that, that we have experienced personally and we're sharing you know um, mm-hmm. our own insights and if people don't agree with them that's okay and if people do agree with them they can they can they can buy Manley P Hall's book and, and I wouldn't suggest that I'd say get it online it's it's a big thick book, mm-hmm. you know if you want a good doorstop, it's a great book but but you can get it online you can <laughs> you can read the the articles that you know that we're we're going through and and it's got a lot of wonderful material in it it really does this one particular all I could think of was my gosh, the symbology they're drawing on just doesn't i can't swallow it and mm-hmm. i mean exactly. Joseph, josephus was. A wonderful reporter, but he was, you know, he worked for the Romans. He was Jewish, but he worked for the Romans. And, um, you know, he he put a lot of, uh, he was the foundation for Manley P. Hall's work in, in a lot of this stuff. Manly P. Hall also, mm-hmm. you know, quoted a lot of Blavatsky. And, and, you know, there's a lot of material, uh, there's a lot of her material in this book. but But he covered everything. And... In this one case, um, I, I guess it, it was, I saw the title and I thought, this is going to be really cool. And I, I just came away with more questions than anything else. You know, if mm-hmm. if, when, if when the high priest went in to talk to God, he was naked, what was the use of the, what was the point of the breastplate and the Uman and the Thurman and all of that stuff? Mm-hmm. Because, right. Yeah, it doesn't that add was, up. And that's why I say it's like theater. It's almost
2: theatrical, like in an ancient Greek uh-huh. ceremony, ritual. But, you know, it, it, the witches, you know, we we have the sky cloud, you know, where you're naked in your own rights. But that idea behind that, it doesn't add up to me. I think it's more ceremonial. It's representation of something. At least it seems that way to me.
1: Well, in, you kind of, there was a long time ago a show in the 50s late 40s early 50s and it was it was um one of the first um sitcom it wasn't sitcom but it was it was on every week and it was called you were there and mm-hmm. um they they visited historical events as and and they interviewed you know reporters and people and you know one of the one of the events they went into was the, the assassination of Lincoln and it was it was one of my favorite shows because of course it was historically oriented and I love history. And there is a new show that's coming out um within the next couple of months and it's not you you were there it was I was there and they're doing the exact hmm. same premise. They're going back into historical events and they're putting you into the middle of the historical event.
0: And, oh, interesting. Um,
1: it's it's it, it is. It's going to be very interesting, but but it goes back to the. I mean, if you if you Google "You Were There," um, you'll see it in the late forties, early fifties, and it was uh, black and white, and it was a half hour show. I bet they've got it on uh, YouTube. But yeah, it probably. Was also fascinating. Look it up. And and it this new simple. show is ex- it, 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 this new show is exactly the same. And you well, know what what I'm what i'm wondering is with today's society with to, with the politics that are going on today with the black ops that are out there with the the um my gosh the space program that's out there and, and all sorts of other things that are going on that the general public doesn't know about
0: mm-hmm. it would be
1: fascinating i i mean oh yeah i i mean it's especially the space program which fascinates me and and it's out there and it's you know i i thought when um they they established a space program that the next step was going to be to merge it with a space program that's already out there
0: mm-hmm. but i doubt
1: exactly. that, i i i doubt that will happen now but um oh <laughs> no i agree <laughs> there's so much obfuscating yeah. right now anyway yeah. So, but but with that said, the fact that there is a space program out there, who is con- who has control of it? It's certainly not our government. Who does have control of that space program?
2: Well, the black space program. I think it's a global network. I mean, I don't. I want to say alphabet agencies. We're talking about the United States of America, but I don't see it as an extraterrestrial influence in any formula. So we're talking about no. um, that which oversees military industrial complex for U.S. But global intelligence networks, or some formula connected in the underground. That's what it sounds like, anyway, for me when I look at it. Well, it's, it's what do you just
1: that, you know, I, while I, I do believe that there are um, extraterrestrials out there and around, I think that they aren't as involved in our evolution as people are saying they are. Um, they they mm-hmm, may be. Exactly. But um, no, I agree with you. It, it feels to me as though we probably do have a base on the moon, possibly even Mars. And and yet, the general public is kept in in the dark. And, and it is very much like the Matrix series, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, so there are two worlds colliding. I mean, there are two worlds that exist simultaneously. And one is much more beneficial than the other, obviously. And, yeah, it's really almost as a service, once again, this, uh, this deception that's been going on it comes down to advanced technologies versus people who are living in this kind of a false matrix where it's just a lie. We're living in a dream, a world that has no value, really, when you look at it, except well, for what mean, we, we put out in our energy.
1: Well, when you look at science, uh, I, I firmly believe that there is a cure for cancer, but Big pharma hasn't put it out there because it's a corporation earning money, and they'll lose money. Um, I, I do believe that there's so much that is being held back from, and, and, and not just in the U.S. I mean globally. Mm-hmm. So that, so that, so that in many ways we're being held, um, we're, we're being prevented from from expanding our consciousness by the fact that information is being held from us. and um, Exactly. I mean, it's heartbreaking because if science was allowed to put out there what it's discovered and what it's, what it's had for years, um, the technology, electricity, come on, Tesla Tesla was going to give us free electricity and the only reason they stopped him was because they couldn't charge for it. That, that has been mm-hmm. out there for decades. Um, you know, I, I when I lived in Connecticut, my electric bill was sometimes as much as as five hundred dollars a month. Wow, that's but,
2: ridiculous.
1: But with Tesla Energy, it would have been free, and and it was easy to do. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hard to do, and and so, so so the powers that be, the organizations that are running the government, and and influencing the government. Are keeping from us a lot of the. My, my father was in the FBI, and during the world during World War II, he saw a demonstration of a car that would run on water with two little pills in it.
2: hmm That's cool.
1: And what happened? And the the patent was bought and destroyed. Oh, why? Because the gas. Because of the gas. Oh, it's so terrible. It would have put, put them out. Would have put them out of business. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: So you, so you know, there's there's so much going on that that there are you know inventions that are that are bought that that would be of benefit to humanity as a whole that are kept under cover, and and so when you know that that kind of stuff is going on, you kind of want to find out what else is being held back from us and what mm-hmm. other information that might make our lives better, richer, happier. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't think we're asking a lot. I think we just don't mm-hmm. want to be held in the dark any longer. And, and you, kind of, you kind of look at society as it is, and it's like, just be honest, just put it out there. Our scientists and, and scientists all over the, the world have have had amazing inventions, and yet, and yet they're they're being prevented from sharing them with the general public. Exactly. Um, when, when you yeah, look at you know, even even a lot of the doctors that that with with and I'm going to tippy toe with this one, but a lot of doctors that worked on on what was happening with this virus from China were killed. Because mm-hmm. they wanted to warn everybody, and they were prevented. So, so you know there is there is, and it isn't just China. It's it's the United States for sure as well. And mm-hmm. and so you know you kind of, you sit back and you think, what else are they holding back? What else are they not allowed to share with us? Why are we being kept in the dark? That 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 is a, you know I say why an awful lot, but it just doesn't make sense to me
2: hmm No, I agree. Well, I think it's all about control. You know, as we've, we've talked about before, it's the idea behind them having the benefits and everyone else living in this false matrix. It's a disservice on so many levels. It's an intimidation thing, too. You know, like I said, if we went through the zero-point energy, free energy, the ether field, and we just negated all these, these things, these control mechanisms, right down to the religious indoctrination programming, we would be fine. We'd be able to make a light-speed jump into a new frontier, they don't want to do that unless it's just their society. And that's what I've seen also is the possible eradication of so many with this bioweapons tech, you know. Um, that to me is a big concern when it looks, you know, like they just want to eradicate a great amount of people and have a small majority or to, or minority, I guess, at the end, but to sit around and just work with the, the free energy.
1: Well, when, when um, this whole thing happened, I, I went back to the Georgia Stones and, you know, it was like, you know what they said that the population of the world should be, and it it felt like it was it was meant to be a depopulation type thing, but it was hitting everybody and so I'm more inclined to think this is a virus that got out out of hand by by accident and mm-hmm. it hit the it hit the whole world, so you know if it was if it was meant to hit a certain level of the population or a certain country or a certain anything. You know, it would have showed up, but this hit everyone. So, to me, you can't you can't say that that it was one con- It was it, it was being developed as a bioweapon, but I don't think they meant to release it. I really don't.
2: You know, I do. I think they meant to. Re- I did. I think they did it strategically and globally. I think they knew exactly what they were doing. That's just me. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know, people I mean, have the power to make that call. You have to ask who would have made that call. And the only person I can uh-huh. think of would be someone in the Vatican. So, there could be some others involved. I, I,
1: you know that—that's another thing that that um, that came up in in this uh, in this stuff about the tabernacle, in, in that um, the Pope apparently has the keys to the kingdom, literally. And, that's nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 yet. Um, doesn't feel spiritual to me anymore, and this no, is just me. This no. Is, no, you're right. You, you know, this, Go ahead. This, this this is just my opinion, and I don't want anybody to think I'm speaking, you know, uh, in, in any direction other than this is what I feel because I have no proof of anything. It's just a feeling. But it just seems to me that 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 they're not looking out for their their he, they're supposed to be shepherds, and they're not taking care of their sheep. There's so much mm-hmm. starvation in the world. There's so much poverty in the world, and the Vatican has a huge amount of money, and they could be helping people. They could be helping countries. They could, and yet they're playing politics. Yeah,
2: they are politics. That, they're corporate politics. Yeah,
1: they're, they're gatekeepers. There's
2: no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they're the ones who are trying to control and. Yeah, unfortunate that they have so much access and a great deal of power. You know, look at the catacombs and, and all their secret, um, wow. you know, archives of information that nobody will have access to. Plus the amount of money they have. So yeah, they're they're not doing anything in benefic- and beneficial in my opinion to anyone or for anyone here. So more about controlling and keeping everybody down, which is going to go away. I mean, this it, it all has to go away. It's nonproductive.
1: Well, where where do you see it actually happening? I mean, you know, let's look ahead a decade. Mm-hmm. What do you oh, gosh, I don't
2: decade? know if I'll be here in a decade. But if I look at it like that, we're looking at these big changes coming through, even with the galactic energies coming in. I mean, we're looking at, you know, I think we talked about 2022. This year is a huge year but uh, of transition and change. But the next few years I think will be huge um, when it comes down to the possibility of reorganizing and going into a whole different space-time configuration. But we have to get everything zeroed out, which means all these corporations under the guise of government and religion need to be completely switched off and shut down just like a program, just like a holographic program, all of it has to go. Anything that has that kind of control mechanism and has been a disservice for centuries and centuries has to go, in my opinion. I think it can be done. It would take a huge movement insofar as people wanting that to change. It's almost like, you know, if you if you change your thoughts, the world and, the, and the, your whole space-time changes with you. People don't want to change. Uh-huh. They want to be slept. And that's the biggest problem. They wonder why there's nothing changing. Oh, why is it always the same? Because they're not willing to go outside the box like we were talking about earlier. Things like us think yeah. in the multiverse. We're part of that. They're not. So when I look at it, I I have my own um, state of being where I I know I'm moving to a different space time. Whether I'm here or not, it doesn't matter. That is the future if people want to step up into it. But, you know, once again, it's like that ascension process. Ascension happens within. People activate, or can they go to the next level in their psyche? Can you imagine if everybody started to step up to the higher overtones of their own multidimensional blueprint? I mean, it would be phenomenal. We wouldn't have anything going on here because their consciousness, consciousness would be so advanced they would have all the answers. They would have everything connected to how they we can work with the free energy and do this and that. But there's always these gatekeepers, and they don't belong. So, you know, that's the biggest problem we're running into. But it can't go like this anymore. So I think it's going to get neutralized. I really do. I, I think it will be neutralized. And one formula, whether it's for the earth itself or incoming, something's got to give here.
1: Well, I, I have seen um, – I usually do um, – a, a forecast for every new year. I didn't. I haven't done it yet for this year, and I keep seeing the borders of countries and the borders of states changing. That's and, about right. We don't even have a border now, so <laughs> 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 like non-existent yes, currently. This is, this is true. This is true. Um, but I'm seeing. You know, I I, I keep thinking the potential here is for a family of man and woman or, mm-hmm. or man as, as as a species. And, and it feels to me as though, um, there's going to be a merging, but a peaceful merging. And I, you know, I don't see it yet. And, and so that's, mm-hmm. that's why I, I think I stepped back and said, no, nah, not this, not this year. Um, well I think, probably, I think you should put it out. When you say the merging, are you looking at different countries merging with the United States? I, I'm seeing a, a more more of a more of a um oh gosh. More of a continent merging.
2: very interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: I can see that. So that so well, that, so, changing, that it's yeah. not, so that so that so that, you know, people are coming together are coming together. They're not being forced together. There's a coming together, and mm-hmm. and so there will be. It feels as though like um, like Great Britain will no longer control the different areas that it controls. Great Britain will control England. Mm-hmm. Period. And and so we have North and South America. I I see the possibility of of North and South America blending together for a a, a solid. A, a, a continuous um, union of, of, of energies, so that mm-hmm. so that there's not, so that yes, our borders will not be be there anymore. But but it does feel as though there will also be a you know a, an understanding that there's a, a I think at one point in time they were trying to merge Mexico and um, Canada and the United States together they even mm-hmm. had yeah, a, they a they they even had a kind of um uh a money unit that that was going to be you know this, like they have the euro um so that it was a, it was money that could transfer back and forth and up and down and there wouldn't be a different rate and change and stuff like that it it feels mm-hmm. to me as though um the continents are almost going to determine the the framework of um the people that are that are on that continent so it's it's going to be interesting i just i don't see war but i do see you know some countries losing their identity being blended into um and it's not going to be called like the united states and north america and south america it will be a for that for that energetic it will it will have its own name we we will be mm-hmm. c- citizens of a continent instead of a country i don't think countries think you know. are going to survive i i think, I think you're think, right uh, i think you're
2: spot on you should put it out no you actually should put that out since you've already put it out anyway <laughs> <laughs> but you're right i
1: think you're i think you're
2: very accurate for that and
1: then after that i see the plates shifting and i feel that if we if we do become one country if we do become one group i think the plates the continental plates are going to shift us back into a single um landmass and at that point in time we will be a one world but i don't Does think it's going to be time? a I don't think we're going to, it's going to be political. I think it's going to be geographical.
2: That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And as with well, much as uh, we're, we're dealing with the earth changes, too, and so much is happening, yeah, it makes sense.
1: That line up. Well, and, and, and you know, and, and I'm talking thousands of years here. I'm not talking it's going to happen in the next ten years. But I think that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And, and. It, it does feel that, that one world government is not going to happen, but when it is one world, then everybody's going to have to blend together. Then we're all together in the same landmass. Then, then, then there's, no, there's no separation between one area and another. And at that point, language will come into a one world language, and most probably spiritually speaking, there will be a one world Spiritual focus, not not religion, Mm -hmm. because I don't think I do not think religion is going to survive, but spirituality Mm -hmm. and spiritual concepts absolutely will. will.
2: Mm Mhm. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Yeah. Well, that's the way it should be, in my opinion. I mean, religion is just a stepping stone to spirituality, anyways. Anyway you look Uh at it.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's what it 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 explains what faith is. Mm Mhm. And and. And, you know, when you, when, you, when you get to the point where you understand that there is a there's, there's a single source and that that single source is in all of us and that that unites us. And, and, you know, the spirit is what's the important thing because the spirit is eternal. So spirituality makes sense to understand the travel of the spirit through time in evolution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ind- individual religions, you know, have their own little stories and have, but, but, but they're only, But see, those individu- individual religions have their own stories, but all of their stories and all of the religious stuff and all of the religious stories and, and, and philosophies and all of that, they are only, they, they only apply to humans on the earth they don't mm-hmm. have a universal they don't have a universal flavor so exactly. that, so that we're we're very primitive with religion and and when you move into a more spiritual focus and philosophy you know now you're talking cosmic stuff and and i think what what, what gets to me the most is all of this stuff that's going on with the different religions, all of, you know, the Bibles and the, and the, was it Egyptian or was it Israel or was it a, it 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 doesn't matter. It only applies to humans on the planet Earth at this particular point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I like the timeless
2: aspects of consciousness where none of that factors in. Yeah, none of that we're, we're timeless beings of, anyway. We're cosmic beings, yeah. So we need to be stepping up into that field.
1: You know, I tried to explain to somebody that, uh, who is a staunch Catholic. I mean, mm. he's, re- he's religiously Catholic. <laughs> and, and, and when I was trying to explain how when you go beyond the earth, you're into a universal concept. And he said, well, where's the Trinity? I said, the Trinity doesn't exist. The Trinity applies to this planet, and Catholicism, it, it doesn't exist anywhere else. And he, he couldn't wrap his head around it. Hmm. And, well, that's programming, and, and, you know, that's indoctrination. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: oh. That's how yes, everybody it, is. I mean, anybody who's religious is like that. They're not, and it will be given to them according to their beliefs, like I said before, but they should be careful because that's a fabric they'll see as they exit the Earth. In a sense that when they're transferring out, they're going to see the imagery that they believe in, but it's not going to last. Uh It'll be like maybe less than 20 seconds, and then it lights out. So once again, everybody needs to understand this this, uh, stream of consciousness and how we step up into the galactic neighborhood, and uh, we transmute alchemically our belief systems, and hopefully they'll get that done before they leave. That's just my sense.
1: You know, we've had we've had millions and millions of years Oh, there was a great. You know, you pick up trivia in some places that is just unbelievable, and you sit, you sit and you say, "Oh, this I have to remember." Mm-hmm. They, they they. I I love this. This is so cool. They made um, a discovery that human DNA changes every. I don't know if it's sixteen thousand years or whatever. It, it, it's a huge amount of millions of years, maybe. But they discovered that, that every certain period of time, human DNA changes. There are alterations. There are, um, there are uh, you know mutations and stuff like that. And so they, they, they figured out that there was this set time frame where, where changes happened. And they started to take it back to see where did the human DNA start, where where does it have nowhere else to go? There are no more mutations. It, it it's you know, it's uh, it's it's pristine. It's perfect. It's genuine. And they found that it was nine hundred million years ago. Now, the Earth is. Do you know basically how old the Earth is?
2: Well, in my illusion of time I would say beyond twenty six billion. But that's just me. Go ahead. I know.
1: <laughs> well, they they, they, have compu- they they have computed that the the planet Earth is four hundred million years old. Mm, okay. The human okay. DNA is nine hundred million years old. Mhm. Yep. It's not from which, here. Which, which tells you that that our DNA is not from planet Earth. Correct. Yeah. I don't think their numbers that are right, but that's just you know. Well, I think I think you're in right. general but I mean, yeah, are con- not from here. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. But this was just science actually proving we're not from here, which is kind of right. cool. Oh, it's great. The, uh, it's the, a great article. No, I
2: like to see more of that. So so what's the problem, everybody? Step up to the galactic neighborhood now.
1: Well, we're yeah. I mean, it's kind of like we we came from somewhere
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. our DNA
1: was hu- was human was was the DNA that we got right now, you know, although mutated grandly through time but um but but our source where we came from is twice as old as the planet that we're living on
2: yeah we're definitely not from here well if you look at it too and i've always had a problem with people saying we're human we're not human and i've always said that we have biosuits and star bodies and You know, the human terminology Uh is generic here on this world. It's what they say here. It's, you know, the talk of the town, but that's not what we are. So, yeah, if you look at us as as cosmic beings, as as descendants of the visitors, so to speak, and which I've written about in Alien Intelligence, yeah, absolutely. And that does, that kind of validates an awful lot for me, too. Um, Nothing new under the sun, but, yeah, that's a nice confirmation. Yeah, it was,
1: it was, where was it from? It was from... Um, a, a radio show that William Shatner did, and it was William Shatner and Al- Ancient Aliens, and he had a whole bunch of people at the table. He had, uh, you know, Giorgio there, and um, he had um, Michael Carter there, and he had David Hatcher there, Childress, um, and a couple of other, and, and a scientist, and, and it was the scientists that brought this forward, and I, I could be wrong. It, it could be, you know, she may have been talking billions of years or millions of years, but but basically the, the concept was that our DNA is twice as old as the planet we're living on.
2: Mm-hmm. When was this? Is this a recent? It must be recent.
1: This yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was, um, I, I, I think it was the History Channel that was on, but it was, it was William Shatner that was leading the whole discussion, mm-hmm. and it That's was... It was it was fascinating because you know they were mm-hmm. they were talking about you know where do we come from and and um, talking about human DNA and what was going on with it and but that was the one thing I got out of the whole show and you know I I really have to try to go back and find it because um, it was it, you know I sat there and I thought this is what we've all been saying this is not hmm. home right so and it's basically
2: them controlling the narrative. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> I mean I mean yeah, like no. I said before, it's old news to beings like us, but yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's what alien intelligence is about, in my book. And I'm sure, you know, we've talked about it before, but you know if you look at my book Alien Intelligence, I decode an awful lot of material in there connected to DNA and, and our celestial heritage. So yeah. Oh yeah. So that's nice though. I am happy that they're they're putting it out there like that.
1: Well and, and it's sort of like i don't know if anybody else caught it, but i was I was just like, Holy mackerel you know i, I you know what how can I share this because it, it was so profound to me that it was you know i i know i've known this all along. are we mm-hmm. star children? are we made of star stardust absolutely and and because of that, we have cosmic consciousness, and it's only a matter of of looking to find that connection to cosmic consciousness again that takes us out of this particular time frame and puts us into eternity. It's just its so amazing that it's saying, you know, we we Mm -hmm. are star children. There's no doubt about it. And Mm -hmm. um, there was, um, oh gosh, I forget who did the article, but it was Are You a Star Child?, and it went into all of the different things that 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 you know you could relate to. That 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 I think there were I don't know 25 or 30 different things that would tell you that you are that your consciousness is definitely that of a star child. One of it was you know being interested in history and and um, feeling like you don't belong, that you're not home, that you belong somewhere else. That and there, there were tons of things. I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you because it was really mm-hmm. cool. Because N- NASA did this study. Well, that's interesting. And
2: never a straight and answer. It,
1: okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. I, 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 I have put it someplace where I will not forget it. And of course, I've forgotten where I put it. But it's, it's. You know, I'll find it. It's, it's in there, and I'll, I'll pull it out for you because it's, it's. It's so obvious to everybody, and and because people's consciousnesses are becoming activated, they're beginning to sense that, and not understand why they feel different or why they feel they don't belong or why they you know they, and there's so many people that are at that point in time in their lives where they're they're questioning everything and they're just I don't feel right this doesn't feel right I don't feel at home mm-hmm. and you're not at home. You know? That's right. We're not supposed to be
2: here. It's kind of like Jurassic Park. Yeah. We're not supposed to be here. We're really not supposed to be here on this, what I call terraform rock called Earth. We're not. We're supposed to be in different configurations.
1: I think we were meant to move on long ago when something happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to have to go because, like I said, everything's an old
2: paradigm now. It doesn't work anymore. You know, this whole Uh thing about everybody being slept, and, and it boils down to what we've been discussing initially here with the Manly P. Hall material. You know, how the indoctrination program has been controlling and manipulating thought forms and belief systems to limit their evolution. I mean, this is what's going on. And the same thing with the censorship on a global scale. That limits evolution. It limits education at the highest level of your own divinity unless you do the independent research. And then they'll spoon feed some data to you from, what, ancient aliens here and that. That's great and all. But my point is that why didn't they do this years and years and decades ago? We have been talking about this for how many moons, you know? So it is interesting but we have to go and we all have to move on and i'm not saying physically die we have to move on we have to step up to the galactic neighborhood
1: well, otherwise everything at the, at,
2: just gets ridiculous
1: well I, I think at present at present um you know frankly i've always i've i've jokingly said but i kind of meant it that that we are in um quarantine because um the planet is still so warlike that you know we aren't ready to merge into um a federation of planets or you know to take a star trek term but um you know we're still so warlike we're still so selfish and we're still so self-centered that um that that you know to put us out to put us out there with um with other Beings that that have gotten to the peaceful, tranquil, loving aspect, um, you know, they won't let it happen.
2: Well, I don't agree with that because, and like I said before, we're not under quarantine here, but there are handlers that are trying to control, manipulate the mass collective to keep everybody down and dim down DNA, down everything. It's a controlling factor. But when you look at it, if you change the configuration of space time, you change the the frequency, then everything shifts, uh-huh. and the consciousness gets higher. And the clarity is there. So, once again, it's about frequency. Like Nicola Tesla taught us, uh, modulation of waves, frequency, vibrational fields. And when you calibrate uh-huh. correctly, we, we don't have any of this stuff. So, in my opinion, no, we're not trapped. I think there are people who are trying to keep us down in here. And they are usually these, these people in these 1% communities that are controlling and calling the shots on a global scale. So that has to go. And they're going to be forced to let go at some point because they were never designed to be the handlers or the gatekeepers. That was never their job. They've, they've overstepped their bounds on so many levels when you look at the evolution and it has been a disservice to people because they've taught them for centuries the wrong information over and over again so it's not like oh they're so hostile well what have they been taught it's socially engineering you know social engineering excuse me so when you look at it on that level they've never been taught the right keys and codes to their own evolution but the if you change the frequency And you know this through meditation. If you're around a a higher field of energy, your state of consciousness will come up immediately. The vibration, every cell, every atom, the molecular structure, everything changes and phases into a higher field. And your consciousness gets pure. There's none of the drama. It all falls away. So I'm a firm believer that we can can certainly step up and ascend into it. And I don't think we can be um, contained anymore. So that hostility aspect, yeah, there's a lot of people here who are what I call entity-controlled, and they're probably not going to make it. But the other ones, we're going home. We're going to break orbit. That's just me. Okay. But I know we're going to do well, it. Well, I'm going to make sure we do it, whether I leave this <laughs> world and
1: <laughs> open the gateway or well, not. We're going. I I think too. I want to I want to put out there that the best book out there on understanding, you know, getting to that place inside of yourself is your book Trans Trans uh, Transmutation Through Ascension <laughs> Soul of the Sun. It's oh, my thank favorite you. book.
2: You're so sweet. And you always say that, it's, but thank you. I appreciate I, that.
1: Well, I, I have to say it because I steal from it on a very regular basis. I give so, you
2: permission. You're, I'm honored anyway. I'm very honored. I
1: thank mean, you, I, I tell everybody. You. I I do tell everybody that I steal it from you, but um, it, it's just it's a wonderful textbook, and and it's not it's not, you know, 400 million pages long. So it's 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 a it's it's a workable type of Book and and it's so well done and it's so well outlined and it's so it it takes you step by step by step by step, um and if you if you're beginning if you're if you're if you're looking for some genuine material on on, on evolution and the soul growing and, and and evolving, this is a perfect book. Well, thank you. Cut.
2: I think it is too. Oh. Without humbly said, but yeah. It's a good one for people to get started.
1: Well, you put it out in 2004, I think. Mhm. Yeah, it was my first book I ever wrote. Yeah. And and it's it you know usually the first book somebody writes is not necessarily their best. And and mm-hmm. I've read all your books, but this is my favorite. And I think uh-huh. because it's so basic and it puts things out there for people to be able to utilize and and to and to work from and to grow from. And mm-hmm. I think that the 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 other the other thing really important is this isn't an overnight process. Certainly it's it's a journey and you can you know there are places where you can see that there's been growth and there's been, you know, other things happening but but ascension of the soul is is a lifetime's journey and mm-hmm. and it's and if you if you you know ascending to, you know beyond the earth plane it's just the first step in a, in a great big in a great big staircase i mean you know there's there's lots of places to go and lots of things to do and but but it's it's a wonderful book to give you a foundation to work from and and i totally loved it clearly well, and you. i don't get a kickback either so you know oh <laughs> uh, check in the mail <laughs> no no, 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 no i think I think when 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 somebody raves about somebody else's work and and doesn't get or expect anything in return that says something, it does. You definitely it does. you definitely have done a good job with that for sure well, thank you, but no we are i I think that 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 looking for honesty and sincerity and trust and love. In all aspects of life is something we're we're all working on. Um, mm-hmm. Some some a little bit more than others, but we're all working on it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know that. Um, you know, we we move in in. Everybody has their own pathway. Everybody has their own journey, and everybody's pathway is different because everybody's in a different place in evolution of their soul and their spirit. So, I mean, if you can have tools that that you you can move along no matter where you are, and that's what your book does, I think that, you know, it, it's sort of like people will look at at you and say, I want to be like you. And, and if they did everything in their life the way you've done in your life, they would never come to the same place you are. They, everybody has to understand that. Everybody's journey is different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we are yeah, going to so. the same place. But we're doing it in, in a different way and everybody's at a different place in evolution it doesn't mean that, that anybody's higher than anybody else it's just a different place I mean mm-hmm. you could be here working on one aspect and I'm here on working at a different aspect and it, it, it's not there's not a hierarchy there's not I'm more evolved than you are I, I think somebody once said to me how do I know where I am in evolution because I think I'm more evolved than my husband or whatever and I said to her, "The only way i I can actually tell you where you are in evolution is when you die, pretend you're going into an elevator and quick look up and see what floor you're on, and just hope you're not <laughs> on the basement.
2: Yeah, no kidding, I don't like elevators oh <laughs> what am I well, it's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's 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 really." It's there for some people, you know. I I know a lot of people that say, "Oh, I'm on the first heaven level, or I'm on the seventh level of the third ray mm-hmm. of the fourth, whatever." I mean, it, it means nothing. It's it, it and, and if you're trying to give yourself a, a leg up on somebody else, it means something. It means you're not as evolved as you think you are. Um, mm-hmm. I've often I've often you know said. You know, if somebody asked me, I would say, "Well, I always kind of, kind of figure that that I am not as evolved as a blade of grass, and that way, there's nowhere to go but up." You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's just there's there are no levels; it's evolution.
2: hmm Yeah, stream of consciousness, you know? the pure energy, pure light. It's it's pretty simplistic on on a lot of different levels. Uh-huh.
1: But so many people, you know, there's an ego thing here. You know, I'm on mm-hmm. the purple ray. You're on the pink ray. Oh gray, yeah, yeah. There's you know,
2: I am God syndrome too that goes on once in a while. They get over that soon. That's part of the ego <laughs> thing that drops. But yeah, I call those like the newbie people who get you know, start doing the spiritual work and they start getting kundalini hits and. All of a sudden they're the ascended master. Well, it does put them in the field of higher consciousness that they have to hold the field and then they surrender and keep going and evolving and just realize that everything is a stream of energy and higher consciousness. So
1: they'll get it. I had um, a meditation group for 17 years and one of the guys came in one night and he said, I, I need to sit on a walnut. And I said, why? And he said, I just did a kundalini Rising um, workshop, and I have to sit on a walnut so it stays open. Oh, and and I, <laughs> I said, "All I have is some mixed nuts. We'll put them in a little bag for you to sit on." <laughs> this, is, this is crazy! Oh my goodness! <clears throat> but but you know, some people, some people really you know go through those workshops and and you know feel that that that, that you know and, and I said to him, you know, just. It, you, you can't. You, I would be surprised if um, if it stays wherever it is they put it, because the kundalini will rise when it's ready and not one second before. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, I said I don't think there's any way you can turn the switch and have it you know flare up through your body. I mean, you know, might be able mm-hmm. to, but it will still sink back to wherever it's supposed to be. And it doesn't
2: work Whether like it, that. The description alone, yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, the serpent energy too. Does that make sense? I think I don't know. I don't get third in that, but yeah. Some people just don't
1: get the right data.
2: Misrepresentation. Well, the tra- material. you know
1: they're trying. They're trying. They're so sincere. They so want. Mm-hmm. They so want to to do it and do it right. And and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I don't know. There may be a teacher out there that can do it. But but in my opinion, if you're paying a fortune for a workshop that's guaranteeing you they're gonna take you into the fifth dimension, chances are the only thing you're gonna be taken into is is a bank account that's a lot lighter than it was when you started.
2: Um Well it's multidimensional for one, and fifth dimension everybody still talks about the fifth dimension. I don't understand that. But we're in multidimensional space.
1: Well yeah. That's right. Yeah. But but you know, it 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 sounds impressive. It's like five G. I have no idea what five G is. But but you um, know, it's an well, energy. You don't want to know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but it's it's sort of like you know they throw titles out there and you go ooh, what does that mean? And and you know, if you if you want to work with vibrational stuff, use solfeggio music. That's that's vibrational music on different levels that helps you to access different aspects of your body and your evolution. But you'll do the work. And mm-hmm. and and again, it's like we've been saying all along: you'll do the work. And and also you know, facilitators
2: it's, are necessary. I can tell you that right now, for the osmosis effect and, and to assist on the on the timeline. Definitely. I mean, you can do so much with yourself, but at some point, there's a teacher involved, in my opinion, uh-huh. or someone there. A guide, teaching oh, somebody, yeah,
1: and and you know sometimes that teacher is the person you would least suspect. Mhm. Um, you know, all of these master teachers that are out there, they do not all come with a halo and a white robe. So. No, I don't
2: think they're supposed to though, and that's. I think it's a red flag when they pretend to be perfect. Also, so that's something oh, yeah. I look at. Yeah.
1: Well, you form. know, we're here. We're we're here to learn from our mistakes. And if you aren't making mistakes, then you aren't growing. I mean, some people overdo it a bit, but but it's you know, our challenges are what make us grow and evolve and and come to higher levels and higher higher realms. It's it's exciting. I just noticed our time. <laughs> it went by well, fast. We, we have definitely covered the tabernacle in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Great show, Barbara. Thank oh, you for joining me it, tonight. Oh God, it's such, always such a pleasure, and it's your pick we'll next like time. I'm, oh, great! Oh, look. Okay. Yeah, peruse the book, um, okay. and if you want to pick something like like past lives or something else to you know to take a break, we can do that too whatever you want okay. to do.
2: Yeah, whatever you want. That's fine. Yeah, i will look into that too. Yeah, actually, that would be kind um, of fun.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be Maybe fun. Maybe we can do that <laughs> now that we mm. put it out there. Well, yeah, it, it's your choice. Um, you want to okay. give them your radio shows and stuff like that and um, mm. so they can find you?
2: Oh, sure. They can find me over there on Hyperspace at CORR Digital Radio Network. That's on Friday night. Uh-huh. It's 12 night Eastern time, p.m. Pacific time, Ravenstar's Star's witching hour at freedomslist.com on Saturday night, 12 midnight Eastern time, 9 p.m. Pacific, and, of course, with you here on your lovely uh-huh. network each month on the yeah, twilight. It's a nightlight. so cool. Network. It is fun. and I love <laughs> it. And thank you.
1: Yeah. It's, it's oh, fun. This is, right. I, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering that we are a network, and there are five of us, five or six of us that are doing shows on the network, so think cool. it's a great variety. But um mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I think that uh actually your your shows that you do on all the other channels are a little different than this. So oh, you know, cool, you, yeah. you 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 really you really are are doing different things in different places which is fascinating. And um you know, sometimes your shows are on a little late for me, but um there's always archive.
2: <laughs> it's Too late for me too. I'm <laughs> getting older. <laughs> I think I'm getting close to my shows late night.
1: Well, it's uh, yeah. I'm finding the same thing. I'm thinking, you know, nine ten o'clock at night. That's that's we could do five six in the afternoon, and that wouldn't be bad at all.
2: So oh, we can switch
1: um, it if you need to. I'm pretty flexible. Oh no, no I No, so am I. It's, it's okay. No, no, we doing it at this time gives me time to read the material before we do the show. I know show. last minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, test a Well, college. that way it's thank fresh you. in our minds, you know? Come on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. No, I agree. But it it's been it's been really this has been fun. This has been I've had a great yeah. time tonight and I mean I do thank you so much. Um and I thank everybody for listening. And um we will be back the last Sunday of the month. Same time hopefully. Um if not, check check my website out, the time will be on the website. And or you can uh, follow the show on Blog Talk, and Blog Talk will let you know when the show is going to be happening. So, <clears throat> so thank you so much for everybody for listening. Uh, this will be up on YouTube tomorrow. Check it out. We covered a lot of territory. Take care, everybody. Stay well, stay happy, and stay focused. Good night now.